Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Clinic.com. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Really good drive here. This is play 11 of it. And Demetrius Dutton got a block from DTR. And he got a touchdown to boot. How about that? Dorian Thompson Robinson. He's running. He's throwing blocks. We celebrate his first drive in the NFL was pretty sweet. Yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boo tastes like too late for the analyst. Girl, From the Hogs Meat Market Studio, Joe Franklin, Kyle Sutherland, Reggie Swinton. We had NFL preseason football last night. The Browns beat the Jets. Exciting. Everybody wanted to see it, but it was NFL football, and, you know, it was something to watch for sure. Now, there were other options, but understandably, it's the NFL, and the NFL rules when it comes to TV ratings, and there were also really good ratings in the game last night. Joe, I missed the game last night, man, because I was doing my own youth football thing. But as I could expect, it you know, it will be high ratings because it is the first game of the year. Everybody is excited about football, regardless of who's playing. They want to see somebody get hit. And so we've had a long, a long offseason of no football. So for fans to see some kind of football action last night, it was pretty exciting for them. Usually they like to have some kind of tie-in with the players that are going into the Hall of Fame and the two teams. So for the Browns, you have Joe Thomas who's coming in, going in and Joe Klecko for the Jets. So, you know, some people, they complain about the teams that are playing in the game, but it always seems to be some kind of tie-in. They try to make some kind of connection there. And also Darrell Rivas, who looks like an offensive lineman now. Yes, he does. Really? Yeah, yeah, Revis Island. Have you seen? But not that I have any room to talk. I'm just saying. Did you? Did you see and a no, picture? Uh, oh, no, Reg, you got to go, no, go Google real. him now. Yeah, yeah. Revis is. Uh, he looks like he's about two thirty. He's. I mean, he, oh, he is definitely. On. Time yeah. out. Time out, Joe. Time out. No, I. I I'm two thirty five, Joe. So what okay. You well, well, maybe. <laughs> you know what? Maybe he's not two thirty. Maybe he's more like two fifty. But I don't think he's as tall as you, though. Nah, nah. But I tell you what, when he was playing, we all know that he was definitely one of the best ever to do. He was the best in the league for sure. Yeah, yeah. And he did man, he didn't say much. He never talked. He was a quiet guy. That that's a good thing when you're able to back up the play on the field and not do the talking. Right. And everybody just understands and knows how good you are. Right. And he was definitely the guy that people game planned against every single week. So Reg, you didn't watch any of the game. I had the game on. I was actually caught in a phone conversation where, uh, you know, good conversation. I was watching the game, but not just really locked in on it. Kyle, how much I, did you I watched watch? about the first quarter. When you start off with your third string, basically the guys that are just fighting for spots. I, I admire the guys. And, and Reggie, this stuff, of course, we talked about yesterday. You know what it's like to be one of those guys that's that's fighting for a roster spot. So you always I'd really admire, you know, the guys that are there and – and trying to to make that happen, but 
after about probably I was pretty much keyed out after about two or three drives, but I lasted through the first quarter and then caught up on the rest of the season of Lincoln Lawyer on Netflix. You know, as a guy that actually played, and I understand how preseason goes, it's hard for me to watch it because I know what's going on internally. So it's hard for me to get into a preseason game. Uh, you know, I'm one of the guys that I got to get to week one just because I know what the veteran guys are thinking, what the young guys are thinking, the the lack of snaps that young guys are getting. And so it's hard for me to take preseason serious. So, again, for the fans, they don't know about that part of the game. So they're excited about it. Well, here's something that was interesting. With uh, Of course, we knew Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to play. Deshaun Watson didn't play. So Zach Wilson it started the game for the Jets. He didn't play much. He's going to be their backup quarterback. But the Browns took an even different approach where not only Deshaun Watson didn't play, but Josh Dobbs, who's expected to be the backup, he didn't play. So then Kellen Mond as the third string that's fighting for a roster spot. He starts the game. But Dorian Thompson-Robinson from UCLA, who's a rookie, he looked really good last night. Now, you talk about a third quarterback battle there between Kellen Mond and there was even another quarterback that was inserted but Dorian Thompson Robinson made a great case to be that number three quarterback. Well here's the thing when you out there man you know you're playing for 31 uh, teams so you may have on a Browns jersey or a Packers jersey but you're auditioning for a lot of teams because teams are trying to find another guy to bring in you know they're always looking to cut somebody so when you're out there you may have on that helmet but you're not playing for them in the preseason you're playing for everybody else so the more you can do the better showing you can show is a lot better for you and in case in point George Wilson like Detroit knew they did not want George Wilson but man Buffalo wanted him and so George had a great preseason uh, preseason and then Buffalo picked him up, and he got paid big eventually. So, again, you're playing for everybody else. Well, and Jason Peters, did, didn't he get – he got signed as an undrafted tight end. Tight end, yeah. And then yeah. this guy turned – was it the Bills that he started off with, too, I believe? I think, I think it was the Bills. The Bills, yeah, and, Bills then the, and then Bills. the Eagles. Eagles. Yep. And now he's a Hall of Fame tackle. So, it's right. just – that's just two Arkansas. It's opportunity. Now, that's something that, that Coach Nutt – you know, it's two ways of looking at it, and people – of course, they want to look at the negative and try to criticize, but he did a great job of evaluating talent and just getting that talent on the field. It didn't matter where the position was. He knew that there was talent there, and he wanted to get certain players on the field. And you take those two, for example, with Jason Peters and uh, George Wilson. They played one position in college, and then they play a different position in the NFL and star at that position. And then Jason Peters was smart because as a tight end, you're not getting paid much. Yeah. As a lineman, so yes, make that and left tackle blindside. Yes, yeah. you're getting paid a lot of money, well, so you're giving up the glory touchdowns, but you're getting paid in the long run. And also, too, you think about Coach Nutt, this is just a few examples about Coach Nutt. Jonathan Luigs, he was pretty much a two-star coming out of Pulaski Academy in 2004, ends up winning the, was it the Remington Award for the top center. And then also Mitch Petras, he was a fullback at Carlisle. Yes. And then ends up being a... All SEC offensive linemen, and then on a Super Bowl team. So Matt Jones, Matt Jones, yeah, absolutely. receiver, yep. ran his way into the first round. Yeah, the, him and Batman Curl. Yeah, I wrote. Well, I got a Batman Curl story. Let's no, let, hey, let's go for it. Let's get into it. <laughs> I've actually got or, a Batman Curl story. Well, okay. his his car. I'll let you go first, Reggie. So Batman Curl ran with a four-two at the combine in uh-huh. the first round. And when I tell you, man, he was good person, but in the league. He didn't do very well. That 4-2 got him that contract and got him that first-round pick. Absolutely. Um, because he was one of the guys that every team attacked because he didn't have really good technique. And uh, we, That sounds like college, way before getting yeah. to the league. Yeah, and so we played them. And so, for some reason, Batman Carroll covered me the whole game. And Joey Harrington didn't look my way not one oh my time. And after that game in the locker room, I gave Joey all kinds of lip. You should have given it to him during <laughs> oh, the game. Because usually to. receivers, you know, they'll, hey, I'm open. I, I was trying to, but you got to remember Roy Williams, who's actually in town right now, called me last night. Uh, Roy was the focal point. Right. Right, first round pick. It, it, you know, it's all evolved around him. But all game long, I'm eating Batman Curl lunch. Now, he had great recovery. He was so fast. He had great recovery. But off the line, I was killing him. I'm like, Joey, throw me the freaking ball, man. He's too short. Uh, so that's my Batman Curl story. Well, I actually should have gone first because I can't 
top that because I, I, I didn't know him or anything. So I was, long story short, I was at a Houston Nut football camp. This is like right before I think his junior, senior year, right before he went to the draft. And this was around the time that spinners were really big on on vehicles, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. Well, he had them on, I can't remember what SUV he had. Well, we're pulling out of Houston Nut Camp. It's like sitting there in the pit by itself. My buddy's dad, that's they're driving in front of us, pulls in the parking lot, gets out, spins the spinner, then gets back in the truck, and then we leave. <laughs> that's probably one of those. No, that's that, good. Well, and most people probably, it's like you had to be there, but it's just funny because he had never seen those before, and those, I feel like spinners really didn't stay in style for very long. But at that particular time, they were really, really big. And he just pulls off, goes over and spins it, gets back in the truck, and then we take off. Now, Reds, when you talk about his technique, what was it about his technique that, that was bad? Well, Batman didn't have really good hips, and so you do a double move on him, he was uh, done. Uh, he gave up slant routes because he couldn't get it, get his, could not get turned, and so we all knew that on film all week long. And I'm thinking, man, if I get Batman, Joey throw me the ball. And for some reason, Batman was master on me, man to man, wherever I went. Like I was the number one receiver, and I didn't get not one ball. Joey never looked my way. <laughs> I ran about thirty great routes for no reason, just ran routes for no, and didn't get a ball thrown my way. After that game, I snapped on Joey, man. I let him have it. <laughs> now, now the reason for asking that is because, you know, uh, going back to Matt Jones, somebody that played with Batman Carroll, Matt said that uh, Batman Carroll wore like a size 15. Huge and, feet. Yeah, so it, it, it almost makes you think that his feet, even though he had the speed, his feet would get in the way, and that was part of, you know, what was going on with his technique yeah, also. Yeah, and, you, man, believe you – Man, they break down every single player from top to bottom. So in our scouting report, like players are broken down like a fraction. So we know everything about who we're going against. And that's one thing that we knew was, man, Batman don't have good hips. So double move him and you gone. And I did everything in God's power. (laughs) I just couldn't get a ball thrown my way, not even a screen. You know, I think Batman was one of the track guys for Arkansas. And I've said this, I think, on here, but I've been saying it for years that one thing Houston Nutt did such a great job at is he always got track stars in that defensive backfield. They might not have been able to catch a pass, but they could keep up with you. They could bat balls down. I have not seen a coach that has utilized the track team to the extent that he has. Or that he even, did. even at the receiver position, yeah. they had some speed yeah. there. Coach Nutt always wanted speed. I mean, he, always, he would always want speed above size. He always preached that. Now, Boo Williams, he would have been an example of somebody that had the speed but also had the size. You know, he, he mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily the fastest receiver, but he had some speed, but he was tight end size playing receiver. What happened with Boo? Because I forgot the story. He was supposed to get drafted and didn't get drafted. Is that what happened? He played uh, a little For bit. For the Saints. Yeah, the Saints. Yeah, wasn't he supposed I, I think to be a high draft pick he, and didn't get drafted? Yes. Didn't he hurt his knee or something? That, it was one of those receivers around that time. I can't remember if it was him or maybe Sparky Hamilton. One of those, but... That's the first segment down, and we're going to come back here with some what's trending in the world of sports. And also, we're going to get some training camp stories. And if you want to get into the show today, you can call 501-661-1037. Text Southern Structural Solutions text line. Same number, 501-661-1037. Ask your record life and feedback. We have more of Out of Bounds coming up after this break. Stay tuned. Join Kevin McPherson, Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, each Friday on Drive Time Sports. Brought to you by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. This is SportsCenter. A couple contracts were signed in the NFL over the last couple days. Yesterday, free agent defensive end Yannick Ngakwe signed a one-year deal for $10.5 million with the Chicago Bears, his agent Drew Rosenhaus tells ESPN. Also, another defensive lineman, Cameron Jordan, got a two-year, $27.5 million extension with the New Orleans Saints. Last night in baseball, Shohei Otani hit his 40th home run of the season. He did it against former Arkansas Razorback Isaiah Campbell, but Campbell, who was still able
able to pick up the win last night as the Mariners dropped the Angels 5-3. And when it comes to conference realignment, things are going back and forth right now as we speak, but as of this moment, the Pac-12 has no television deals signed, and the Big Ten is still expected to get Oregon and Washington, according to the Action Network's Brett McMurphy. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Mega Millions jackpot from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery is now more than $1 billion. So, what would you do if you won? I'll be buying three boats. One for fishing on the lakes, one for fishing on the rivers, and one to take the family out. I would buy us the best seats for every show on Broadway. Got your ticket? If not, visit your local lottery retailer for your chance to win the Mega Millions jackpot of more than $1 billion. This is winning. Call 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. Look, I get it. We all receive a lot of messages and calls. But when you're driving, they can wait. Slow down, phone down. Work zone crashes have increased by 70% in Arkansas over the last four years. Law enforcement officers are patrolling work zones with zero tolerance for speeding or distracted drivers. When you enter a work zone, remember, slow down, phone down. It's the law. A message from the Arkansas Department of Transportation and the Arkansas Highway Safety Office. This is Pat Riley for Wood Davis. If you've never painted a room before, it's easier than you think. First-timers who plan each step are quick to wonder what all the fuss was about. Head over to Wood Davis in Jacksonville, Sherwood, or Greenbrier, and you'll find more Valsper medallion colors than you could possibly imagine, including the perfect one for your interior painting project. Medallions are the only paint and primer with color affinity and provides one coat color that lasts. Get organized, get down to work, and then enjoy. And don't settle for anything less than Valsper Medallion Paint and Primer at Wood Davis Lumber Plus. Tune in to Out of Bounds each Monday for Reaction Monday brought to you by Fleet Management Services. Serving Central Arkansas for over 20 years, they're your small to mid-sized fleet specialists. Fleet Management Services is looking for a maintenance tech. Oil changes, tires, general maintenance. 100% paid health insurance. Match 401k, paid holidays, paid vacation. The right person can make $600 per week. Call 501-375-3672. Come check out the latest in large-scale logging equipment, attachments, supplies, tech, and services at the Southwest Forest Products Expo, August 11th and 12th at the Hot Springs Convention Center. Watch the Timberworks Lumberjacks competition, see chainsaw sculptures by artistry and wood, and visit the online video arcade. Fun for the whole family. Visit www.arkloggers.com for schedule, info, training workshops, and links to our online ticket hub. Adults over 16 are $5 to enter. Kids under 16 are free. See you in Hot Springs at the Southwest Forest Products Expo. Here's NASCAR Hall of Famer Mark Martin. As a race car driver for 40 years, I survived a lot of crashes. Not everyone can run into a wall at 200 miles an hour and walk away. Without a seatbelt, I wouldn't be alive today. Now I'm retired, back home in Arkansas driving my pickup. I'm shocked how many people aren't wearing seatbelts. Why risk your life when it only takes two seconds to buckle up? Take it from number six. Buckle up, Arkansas. A message from the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Go Hogs. On 1037 The Buzz. Welcome back to the Hogs Meat Market Studio. It's out of bounds. Joe Franklin, Kyle Sutherland, Reggie Swinton. Before the game last night, there was something that happened that happens before every game where there's a singing of the national anthem. And it was DeMarcus Ware, who is a pro football Hall of Famer. And a lot of times with the national anthem, there'll be mixed reviews as far as how it sounded, if the person could sing, what exactly was there. So we're going to take a listen to that in just a bit, but we're going to go to the phones and talk to Sterling. What's up, Sterling? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm going to talk to Alignment and not talk about my Cowboys and their ring of honor. Uh, 
the SEC might as well go ahead and add eight more teams, get to 24. Uh, they all be in the footprint. Uh, all the old Confederate states that the kids from the Union would be the footprint of the conference by adding Miami and Florida State and Clemson to the North Carolina, the North Carolina schools with the Tar Heels, Wolfpack, and Duke, and then Virginia and Virginia Tech. Got to put you at 24. You can secure your footprint that you're not going to go out west, that you're not going to go past Texas. Uh, just don't let the big kid come and get it in your in your neighborhood, and and there you go. You got the super, super conference. You got twenty four right there. Uh, I don't I don't see what the, I, mean, I know you got some contracts here and there and all that, but all that stuff just again worked out. They always they always seem to work them out. But Sterling, and, doesn't uh, that lessen the chance of of uh, these teams making the playoffs if all of them in one conference? And they only going going to select a few of them. Doesn't that hurt their the chances? Same gonna, no, same teams gonna get in, don't get in because the big. I mean, the Big Ten expanding. I mean, so I mean, they steady at you know. It's it, it all, it all going. It's all going to work out. The top twelve gonna make it. I mean, I hate to say that. I mean, our chances to swim in a way. Uh, people like Arkansas and Mississippi State and Ole Miss. They already. Uh, hey, hey Sterling, does does the footprint even matter anymore, though? Just with the landscape of college football, uh, not not necessarily the SEC, but it, are are you saying like the SEC they need to do their own thing and and stay within the footprint? But because of, you know when you look at college sports altogether, it it doesn't matter about geography anymore. Well, I think it does when you talk about the other your, your other sports. And you know you won't put your other sports at at a, at a totally distance. You know traveling them all over the, you know rigging it up. But you know you have to do no special work. All the everything's connected. You know you're not going. You're not going. You ain't. You don't have to worry about your tennis team going from Oregon to Rutgers. You know you don't have you don't have that problem. You know you're going to strip. I guess it would be Virginia to Texas. Hey, hey, the Big Ten, the Big Ten isn't worried about that though. They, they're not worried. That, I'm, and and I'm saying, the way that it's set up, nobody is there. They don't. Geography is thrown out. So with the SEC, when you're saying staying within the footprint, are you saying that they need to take a different approach from what is actually going on? Well, I'm, I'm saying just don't, just don't let another, just don't let the Big Ten in your footprint. I'm not. I mean, to be frank with those twenty-four teams, those uh, that's 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 a that's a good amount of teams. They're all pretty competitive. And you got you know you got your academic schools that you need, Bandy and Virginia, and all that. I, I just think that would be the the best route. And thank you, and thank you. We've not talked about the footprint, so thank you mentioned it. He said something in his opening address about how each how the conference is connected. It's not spread out with all. You know, it's not as spread out as other conferences. You know, he's only talking about one. There's only one conference that goes coast to coast, and uh, and that's the Big Ten. So I, I would say just add those. You get 24. I think they're with the 18 now. When you add Oregon and, and Washington, just keep them out of their footprint. Then you're going to really have, and they're going to go to 24. So you have two, you don't have at three super conferences as it looks like now. And, uh, and that's just be. I just think that'd be the route to go. I think those eight teams make all the sense in the in the world, right there. And on the ring of honor, I'm gonna talk about Jerry. Jerry need to need to come on and, and go ahead and put Jimmy in the ring of honor. Now I didn't see him say on TV that he's gonna put Jimmy in. He's, and I, I'm not sure if it, if Jimmy cares about it or not, but some of the fans do. We know even though Jerry signed the checks and he signed off on all the deals. Not giving his credit for that. You know, somebody got to pay the bill. But, you know, we know who the architect of the team. You know, who built that team that we still talk about. And and as of right now, it's, still, it's only been his team to win under his tenure, under his ownership. But Jerry's, was Jimmy's team. And I know Barry was the coach at the time, but we all know Barry wasn't doing anything. To, <laughs> in the now, he had, he had to manage it. He had to make sure well, it was going to go a certain direction. 
Barry would tell you that he didn't do much. He said, hey, grown men, they come to work, they come to work, they don't, you know, what he going to do about it? I mean, he even said that. But he he kept practice one time when Michael Irvin threw up at practice and, and was having trouble getting through the practice. He canceled the practice and, and Troy was highly upset. And Barry asked, so Troy, what what you want me to do about it? Troy said, you run Michael to death and you cut anybody else that, that, that couldn't handle it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, put Jimmy in the ring of honor. Be done. He's talking about put the Marcus Ware and Tony Romo. And I'll tell you what, Jared did a lot of stuff I didn't like. But he put Tony Romo, and I like Tony Romo. He put Tony Romo in that ring of honor before Jimmy Johnson. I might be a free agent fan. I just might have to be a free agent fan. <laughs> wow. If Tony Romo go in there before Jimmy Johnson. Now, DeMarcus Ware, I can, I can live with DeMarcus Ware going in before Jimmy. I don't like it, but I can live with it because you said, he, like you said, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a gold jacket man. But Tony Romo, um, that, that, was, that might do it. And if all the things Jerry does, including having this picture, taking the technical at the, at the, at the, at the at historic event in Little Rock in, in the 50s. 57, I think, but I don't, I might be a little off a year or two on that, but my point is, that that would do it. Because that's a, that's a strange thing. I can't, I can't make up no excuse. Now, stuff you do with a teenager, young kid, is one thing. When you freaking 87 years old and you still this petty, that's ridiculous. Okay, pre- appreciate it, Sterling. Y'all have a great day. You too. All right, Sterling. He said he won't leave. He, sa- <laughs> he sounds like Justin Moore, though. Um, Justin Moore... He said he stopped being a Cowboys fan whenever uh, Jerry comes in and fires Tom Landry, and we welcome Justin Moore. He's a Steelers fan, but how and do has you, been. But but that, Justin was like five years old when that happened, I think. But so how do you yeah. stop yeah. being yeah. a he fan? He was passionate. Yeah. But how do you stop being a fan? Like, Joe, you're still a fan. Yeah. You can't just say, I'm done with them and go somewhere else. Your heart's still going to lay with them. Yeah, it depends. It depends. Now, okay, you may so, be upset for a long time, yeah. but you ain't gonna just well, well, stop loving them. See, you're talking about an extreme case in me, though. Mm-hmm. And and Sterling would be an extreme case because he he's a diehard Cowboys fan. Um, Justin Acre may be an example of it, where he grew up a Packers fan. He's a Saints fan. So uh, and it, yeah, there there are some examples out there like that. So who was he rooting for when those two teams play? Saints. Yeah, he's he's all on board with the Saints now. What? Since when? <laughs> About uh, what? Four, five years ago, maybe. Wow. Yeah. yeah the only so. time that I've ever almost turned in my fan card, and you know, I'm as you guys know, a diehard Cowboys fan as well, have been for over thirty years. And when they signed Greg Hardy, that was that was pretty much when I was just about done. Now, you know, I know that there's been a whole lot of things about that, and I. I don't know. I really wasn't happy. And, of course, that was a really bad season as well. But out of everything that's happened, and, I, and I'm kind of with Sterling, I don't know that I would give up my fanhood, but I definitely would say that's an abomination if if Tony does. And I love Tony Romo as well. But, yeah, Jimmy's it's way, way over. Maybe, maybe the Saints are the organization that can turn fans like that because um know of another person that was a diehard Raiders fan forever. Yeah. And, you know, you go to Twin Peaks – He's in all his Raiders gear and talking. Man, and the Raiders were bad. And he had been a fan through all of that. And then I uh, see him a couple of years later, and he's like, yeah, I'm a Saints fan. I'm, I'm no longer with the Raiders. But he said that his wife is a Saints fan, and that's what kind of got him to go over to the Saints because, you know, he sided with his wife, and there it is. I don't know. I guess for me it was personal. Diehard Cowboy fan all my life, they traded me. I was hurt. And I tried my best to root against them. And but for years I tried. <laughs> but even when they played, like, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Much as I tried. And I was bitter for at least seven, eight years, man. But they still my Cowboys. Okay, so not really wanting to put you in a spot or anything, but Cowboys-Lions, if they played in the NFC Championship game, where where are you going? I'm going for the team wearing blue. <laughs> <laughs> I can't lose. Yeah, yeah Justin you're right. just said about five years ago. I just texted. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the phones and talk to Brad. What's up, Brad? About how uh, Coach Dunn loved to uh, recruit track stars. Well, my dad was at Southwest Texas State. He uh, he was known for that. And uh, 
man, he got some good ones. AJ Johnson, uh, uh, Ricky, or Barry, not Barry Sanders, uh, Rick Stanton, uh, caught three touchdowns in the Super Bowl with Doug Williams. And, uh, man, he was, that, that, that's the first thing he would look at. Yeah. Is, it, were they on the track team? Were they on the four by one hundred or whatever, man? And those dudes were fast, man. I mean, real fast. That, I think that's why AJ Johnson, when he went to the pros, I think that's why they put him at DB. Well, and I think if you're he a football, was there for a long time, yeah, and if you're a football coach, that's where you look, especially at Arkansas. That's not just, I mean, yeah, it's the premier track program in the nation, but that track right. program is historically one of the best sports dynasties of all time, regardless of which one you're talking about. So that's, right. to me, that's the first now, place you look was, at. He was also there when uh, SMU went on. Yeah. And, man, I mean, that was his recruiting area. And the Plano, Dallas, Irving area. And, I mean, he could not wait to get up there when the time came to get all those recruits. He got, like, four or five players out of there. But, uh, yeah, that the track star is, is the key right there. What I don't understand is how come uh, coach don't go around the corner to the uh, locker, the track locker room and look for players there. Because uh, Arkansas is by far the premier track program in the country, period, for years. Okay, we appreciate it, Brett. All right, that's all I got, brother. Y'all take care. All right. So Nathan Monin says, Lions will welcome you with open arms, Sterling, wide open arms. And Fort Field has sold out season tickets for the first time in 20 years. So there's a lot of excitement going around with the Lions right now. I love Dan Campbell, man. Let me tell you how Detroit just did all the players. I want to tell all the listeners this. We got an email about a month and a half ago. If you want to come back to the homecoming game on Monday Night Football, October 30th, versus the uh, Raiders, let us know. We will take care of your hotel and your flight for you plus one. Oh, you're there, right? Right. Yeah. So I was like, my wife, you want to go? She was like, yeah, we're going. So Kanoa calls me. I'm like, yeah, we're going, man. So we sent everything back in. I guess they weren't expecting this many players to respond back. All of a sudden, <laughs> we get an email. We've changed plans. If you get here, we'll cover one night for your hotel. Like, really? Oh, You're a billion-dollar business. Yeah. You invite us back, but then too many, you know, responds. So now you don't want to pay for it. So man, that's Kanoa, no good. So man, Kanoa was like, "Nah, we good on that, man. We're not gonna go up there." Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. That is, but they are uh, expecting some good things, and you know, with them being the favorite, they ended the season well. Offensive is explosive, but the defense is what needs to be fixed. And it looks like they're trending in the right direction as far as bringing in some pieces for that. But let's not forget that the Vikings, they're still really good on offense, and they needed to fix the same thing with the defense. They got Brian Flores in as their defensive coordinator, so they should be better defensively. And but I, they and, still have Kirk Cousins. Right? That's exactly but, but their right. offense was good, though. Yeah. In the regular season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you know, I like they Kirk. Are I, just, I think Kirk is his own mental worst enemy. They are losing Dalvin Cook, though, yeah. who was a big part yeah. of their offense. Yeah. So that's going to be the difference. They lose Thielen, too, but they got another really good receiver. Oh, gosh, of course, they got Jefferson and, oh, who's the, I can't remember the other name. Oh, um, Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, they're still going to be good. I mean, the, the the Vikings, I mean, they're pretty much contenders. I mean, and I say contenders as far as, like, they're not really too many seasons where they're bad. But, yeah, this is definitely a good time for the Lions because they had that really good season last year, especially, what was it, seven or eight in a row that they won? So, yeah, yeah. definitely good. Let's go to the phones and talk to Rebecca. How's it going, Rebecca? It's doing great. First off, before I get started about why I called, I want to tell Mr. Swinton I saw something over the weekend about something you put on. I think Channel 7 had covered something you'd put on social media when you said that Receiving your college degree was one of your proudest accomplishments. I applaud you for putting that out there for more people, especially athletes, to see. I think that's great. Thank you uh, so much. The fandom, I don't get it. I don't get it. I've been a diehard Chiefs fan, Joe. You know that. All my life. Even when they were 2 and 10, I paid 
direct TV to watch them lose every weekend. Because I was brought up there. I was raised the Chiefs fan, just like I was raised a Royals fan. Yes, we're on a six-game win streak. But anyway, this is about football. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't care if they suck. That's part of being a fan. You take the, My mama taught me, you take the good along with the bad. I mean, like my sister. I have a half-sister. She was in, she grew up same place I did. She moved to Atlanta, became a Braves fan, a Falcons fan. Now she's moved back to Missouri about an hour, hour and a half away from Kansas City. Guess what? Now she's a Chiefs fan. Give me a break, girl. Don't be talking don't be talking about being excited for the Chiefs. You weren't a Chiefs fan until you moved back up there. No. You're a Chiefs fan. Once a fan, always a fan. I just don't get these people like Justin. I love Acre. I don't get it. You you were a Packers fan, now you're a Saints fan. I just don't get that. You you just don't do it. All the people that left, that quit being a Patriots fan when Brady went to the Bucks. No, you, you just, I, I get he was great in your eyes. I get he made the franchise of the Patriots, but come on. I know one person who is still a diehard Patriots fan even after Brady left. I just, I find that sad. If you're a fan of that team, you should always be a fan of that team. And that's all I have to say. Y'all have a great Great weekend. Yeah, you appreciate it. You too, Rebecca. You too, Rebecca. Always good to hear from you. Um, There were uh, a lot of Patriots fans that did stick with the Patriots, but at the same time, they wanted to see Tom Brady do well just because of what he gave to the Patriots over the years. And um, there, there was a little split, a divide where either, you know, you sided with Belichick or you sided with Tom Brady. But I think for the most part, the Patriots fans stayed put with the Patriots but they wanted to see Tom Brady do well, and it was easy for them simply because that season they get to the Super Bowl with the Bucks. Tom Brady has a chance to win another Super Bowl, and they were all on board with it. I think a lot of them were more so Brady fans. They were disguised as New England fans. They were Brady, much like LeBron. You know, they're going to be fans of wherever he goes, and that's what it was. They weren't true because, man, before they started winning, you couldn't name three Patriot fans. And, and that's how it happens, though, right. too, because um, my son, for example, he's 28. Most of his friends are all Patriots fans because they grew up in that era of being exposed right. to the Patriots and, and seeing them all the time. And I was born in 1990, so, of course, people in my generation, and in Arkansas, too, the ties to Jerry and all that stuff, but most of my friends growing up, we had those jackets, those little uh, starter, I think jackets. The, the starter jackets. I couldn't remember if it was Russell or Starter. We had those, but then as time goes on, people go to the Patriots and then the Chiefs. And Bandway, I, I think, I'm not putting words in Rebecca's mouth, but I think in a way she was kind of calling out bandwagon fan bases some. And that is real. It definitely happens because, man, my timeline used to be all Miami Heat when it was, and those were some fun teams to watch. Absolutely. And then, of course, when he goes back, and the biggest one was Golden State. Nobody was a Golden State fan around here. Before it's funny, P- you, yeah. funny you mentioned that one because. Um, I remember taking my daughter to a birthday party one year, and the kid whose birthday it was, one year he had a Warriors cake. The next year we go back, he had a Cavs cake. (laughs) And that's when the Warriors and the Cavs are matching up in the finals every year. But the difference was... The Cavs won it that year. They came back from 3-1. Yeah. So, he, yeah, we go back the next year, he has a Cavs cake. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever side winning is my side. <laughs> hey, that, that's a Don King motto. Don King would walk into the ring with the champ, and he would always say, I'm going to leave the ring with the champ also. So if the fighter he went in with got beat, he was going to leave with the other fighter. That's mm. <laughs> your record life and feedback. Rusty says... If fandom is based on winning, then there shouldn't be any new Cowboys fans in the last 30 years. I ain't that nothing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Who said that? Rusty. Hey, man, block him. <laughs> <laughs> Rusty, you block. More of Out of Bounds coming up after this break. Stay tuned. In sports, every coach is looking for the winning combination. Arch Marina North Little Rock is no different. The reason being, they have the winning combination. G3 boats with a Yamaha motor. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, so can you. Cord TV's Chanley Painter checks in with Morning Mayhem, courtesy of the Gangster Museum of America in the Hattery of Hot Springs. The former Miss Arkansas will fill us in on the latest high-profile cases. Don't miss Chanley Painter with Morning Mayhem on 103.7 The Buzz. 
This wasn't how Patrick pictured himself in retirement. Instead of playing golf every day, he could barely walk because of his severe knee pain. It hampered everything because it hurt to walk around the golf course. It hurt to swing, just pretty much hurt doing anything. But the groundbreaking regenerative treatments at QC Kinetics changed everything for Patrick. QC Kinetics uses your body's own healing properties to help repair and restore damaged tissue in your knees, hips, back, and shoulders. No surgery, no drugs, no downtime. The turnaround's been amazing from where I was to where I am now. I've gone from a 15 handicap down to a 7 handicap. That's because my knees allow me to play golf like I haven't been able to play probably in 15 years. Don't let joint pain keep you from doing what you love. Call QC Kinetics today for your complimentary consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Southern Bank presents Family Feud on 103.7 The Buzz. Tune in to Morning Mayhem on Tuesday mornings for your chance to play with Justin Moore, David, and Roger. Family Feud on Morning Mayhem brought to you by Southern Bank. Bank with Southern.com. What would you call a city that made $100 million a year off of gambling and prostitution? The FBI called it illegal. But here in Hot Springs, Arkansas, we just called it tourism. Enjoy the story of the great American spy told by the people who lived through it at the award-winning Gangster Museum of America, 510 Central Avenue in Hot Springs, 501-318-1717, or go to TGMOA.com. Have something to say to 1037 The Buzz? Say it all on the Asher Wrecker and Recovery live fan feedback. Comment your suggestions, ask questions, and tell your opinions all on the Asher Wrecker and Recovery live fan feedback. Asher Wrecker and Recovery under new ownership. Arkansas, what's good, y'all? Your boy Clint Sterner here. And look, man, there's a lot of people out there talking about testosterone. But I, you got to do your homework, man. You got to go to a provider that you can trust. And I recommend Low T Center. I've been with them for over six years. It's where I got my levels checked originally, and I'm still with them today. It's constant. Concierge Medicine for all of us men. They specialize in men's wellness and customized testosterone treatment. It's quick. It's easy. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and get your results back in about 25 minutes. Ball's in your court. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, maybe you've noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels. Low T Center, they'll get you back to living your best life. They have affordable and convenient treatment options, including physician-monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home each month. Low T Center, quick, easy, simple, convenient, most importantly, life-changing. Right now, at Low T Center, it's only $25 to get your T levels tested with results back in 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online today. That's LowTCenter.com, Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, people are still looking for lending options, and you guys have it. You know, RJ, whether it's a home equity or a mortgage loan or even commercial lending, we're ready to help. And Chris, if you're not in the market for a loan right now, but you just have general banking needs, you guys have that covered as well. We have world-class respected products and highly competitive rates, all delivered by people that you know on a first-name basis. Experience the Southern Bank difference today by visiting bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal Hey everybody, it's John Neighbors, and I'm here to tell you about Bet Saracen and the Bet Saracen app. Listen, we know that sports are in full focus right now for so many of you. College football may have come to an end, but the NFL playoffs are starting up. We know NBA games are going on, and we know you're going to watch them. So if you're going to watch them, why not make some money on them too with Bet Saracen? You can check them out on the App Store at Bet Saracen and also BetSaracen.com for more information there as well. Here's the thing: the Bet Saracen app is the easiest and best app in the entire state and it's as close as just your cell phone, which is probably in your hands right now, which hopefully you're not driving. But with NFL and NBA basketball, you want to follow the odds, favorites, and underdogs. Bet Saracen is where you want to be, and you have to realize that Vegas odds are one thing, but you have to be there legally to bet. But here in Arkansas, that's why you have the Bet Saracen app to help you out with. So for the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, you need to be on the Bet Saracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store and download Bet Saracen, or go to BetSaracen.com, and be sure to check out the really cool video of how to play featuring Jancy Sheets with Bet Saracen. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Hey, 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 hey! Turn that down, you buckhead! On 103.7 The Buzz. 
of the soldiers. I take a sip of that yak, I wanna I take a hit of that shit that got me stuck. But really what's amazing is how I keep blazing Towel under the door, smoking to the days And puff off the pads, so fuck up rotation Hypnotic for Henny, that's, that's a chaser Turn nothing to something, that pippin' that's a savior Best things like green, that pippin' get your paper High off the ground, instead of skyscraper Cool out, thinking we local, come on homie, we made If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet Guadney has best deals in the market Been doing it 60 plus years, give them a call 501-982-2102. Guatney is offering up to 7000 off 2023 Silverados. 1.9% is available when financing with GM and a well-qualified buyer on the 2023 Silverados. 2023 Equinox, 1.9% is available on that also. And no payments for the rest of the summer. Make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, guadneychevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise the vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you'll get a great deal on a vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. Southern Structural Solutions text line. A lot of messages here. When we were talking about big and fast receivers, somebody said Julio Jones is an example of a receiver that's big, that has the size, but he's also fast. Yeah, Calvin Johnson as well. Yeah. Uh, Another says HDN always said speed is the one thing I can't teach. teach, Right. Right. Said it every day. Yeah. And uh, one that says, shout out to Reggie. And a few years ago, my grandson was playing in a youth tournament at PA. He was always the smallest guy on the field. At the end of the game, the big man came across the field and talked to my grandson, praising him for his hustle and fearlessness. He still talks about that to this day. A class man with a class with class act, uh, Jeff Wolf in Hot Springs says about you, Reggie. Appreciate it, Jeff. And I and I think I remember. I think they wore black and green at PA. I think that was 2016. I believe it was 2016 and 2017, somewhere around there. Hawk fan James says, Dolphins fan, born and raised, only perfect team. Sorry, 49er John. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> no, 2014. 49er John. Let's go to the phones and talk to Don. What's up, Don? Hey, what's going on this afternoon? Hey, everything's good. What's, what's what's happening? You know, I was down in Dallas years ago, and we sold a, uh, a used truck to uh, Coach Tom Landry. I'll never forget uh, Coach Landry shaking his hand, trying to tell, talk to him a little bit. He didn't want to talk about uh, Jerry Jones buying the buying the because um, he had just gotten let loose. He didn't want to talk about that. But I'll never forget this much about uh, Coach Landry. He was a class act, and he had a handshake. Man, I'll never forget that man. He he must have been something else when he played uh, for the New York Giants because he was still a whole lot of man, I guarantee you. <laughs> this was years later, huh? Yeah, he he didn't want to talk about the Jerry Jones extravaganza. I'll assure you that one, but he, he certainly was uh, – you knew it was Tom Landry, that's for sure. But anyway, you know, man, I was just thinking about Coach Landry. He was uh, he was a heck of a ball coach too, and uh, uh, missed that guy. And there's a lot of people in sports that made sports a great, you know, a great game. And, and Tom Landry is one of those guys right there. You know, I was listening to uh, Coach uh, y'all talking about Batman Carroll. I remember it was a Monday night football game there. Green Bay was playing somebody. I can't remember. But that man, Carroll, was having a bad night. He was just doing some stupid stuff. And I remember Coach John Madden saying, what's he doing? What, what's that guy doing? He kept saying that. So that was a pretty embarrassing night, I'm sure, for Batman Carroll. I, I think that ended his career, if I remember correctly. It may have. Well, uh, guys, I hope y'all have a nice weekend, and uh, uh, appreciate you guys being there. 
Hey, appreciate it, Don. Have a good weekend. Appreciate the call and always listening. Yeah, speed is something that will get you opportunities over and over again because there'll be a coach or a coaching staff that will feel like they can get something out of a player. Even if it has failed in other areas, they're going to feel like with that speed, maybe we can get some technique or something to that player that is going to elevate the game and and put them where they should be because they have recovery speed. They're able to make up for it if they're playing on defense. And then from the receiver position, it it gives you an advantage also, but, you know, you have to have it down where you're going to be able to catch the ball. (laughs) When you talk about technique, man, uh, that's when you're mentally sound, uh, that's going to take over your physical ability. And I'm not sure how much Batman Carroll studied, uh, but you know, going back to it, when 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 you look at a guy and he doesn't have good technique, and you do, and you're not as fast, you're probably going to win because you're smarter than he on the field. And so, mental aspect of the game is what is is what they talk about. Um, for for a guy like Batman that you know ran a four two, and a guy like me that ran a four two, but he was faster than me, uh, I think I had him beat mentally. That's always going to be key, too. That That's something that comes when you get a little bit... Get older. Yeah, advanced yeah, into yeah, the game. Yeah. You, you're you able to see everything from a different angle, and, and you know, you know, kind of the way things are going to happen before they happen. Well, you look at certain guys like a Randy Moss that came in his first year. Randy was just so naturally gifted that he was going to beat you anyway because of his ability and his speed. But as he got older and learned how to read defenses and run routes, he became the great Randy Moss. And so the more you know mentally, the better your career will be. And then as great players that already have the talent, they have to still continue to put in the hard work because the guys who aren't naturally as gifted, they are putting in that hard work to catch the ones that have that talent. You look at a guy like Tom Brady. He was not athletic at all, wasn't fast, but he knew the game. So it slowed down for him. When you don't know the game, it's fast for you, man. And it's hard to slow it down when you don't know the game. And Tom Brady is somebody who got more athletic the older he got. Yeah. Cause Simply because he, he was in better shape then. Because he ran a 40 and went all day. I yeah. mean, he couldn't even get three yards and get a first down without and getting tackled, man. Taking care of his body yeah. as he got older, too. Yeah. Hour two coming up here on Out of Bounds. Steve Sullivan of KATV coming up next. Stay tuned. More of Out of Bounds. Stay up to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big O' Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. 